Offsiders, welcome to episode nine of Offside Talk. Uh, as always, I am your host Nims, and I'm here with my co-host Fats, who is looking very excited for the week ahead. How you going, Fats? Yeah, a lot more better than the last podcast. Football is back. Proper <laughs> yeah. football is back, I should say. Proper football is back. I mean, the international break uh, was a little bit exciting. I mean, certainly for the games that I watched, but um, it's not like having the leagues back at their best. Before we go into the podcast, guys, today is the last day of our competition, the FIFA 20 competition. We have had a few people who've put in their comments and fulfilled... The requirements. So Fats and I will be drawing the winners um, between now and our next podcast. We're going to announce it on Tuesday. We will get in touch with the people who won and we will uh, work with them to send their copies of FIFA 20 out, Fats. And yeah, uh, congratulations in advance to whoever wins the competition. Two copies for both of them, I guess, him and his friend or her and a friend. Yeah, um, congratulations to them from me as well. Uh, ready to get into the Bundesliga, Fats? Yeah, Bundesliga, let's go for it. Now, we've got we've got a massive game, actually, if, if you're a fan of the Bundesliga. We've got the current champions, Bayern Munich, who's going to be away to the current leaders, RP Leipzig. Now, it seems that Leipzig is, is running the show a bit in the Bundesliga at the moment because Dortmund lost last... Oh, before the international break, Dortmund lost to, to the newcomers. Bayern Munich hasn't been exactly on the greatest form. But I think if you're a Bundesliga fan, I reckon that's going to be a cracker of a game. Yeah, and um, let's see if they can put away the favourites, as you can say, um, Bayern in, Munich early is, in this I think season. Yeah, I think Bayern Munich is always the favourites every year. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, just Bayern Munich and Dortmund running the show. But um, you definitely can't ride them out. No, you, you definitely can't, especially with the money that's being pumped into the club at the moment. Um we also got to keep in mind that Champions League is coming up this coming week. Mm-hmm. Now, this would give um, Leipzig a, a perfect opportunity to open that space at the at the top of the leaderboard and start maybe focusing on the big games that's coming up for them in the Champions League and trying to balance out both the league and the Champions League. Yeah, you, you raised a good point, Fats, and I think this is for a few teams that we'll be talking about tonight. Um, what do you focus on? You, have you got your mindset on the league game or are you thinking too far forward in the Champions League? Interesting things could happen this week. Well, for, for a team like Leipzig, you'd think that the Champions League would be a bigger priority because it seems like they have slowly started to find their position in the Bundesliga, sort of like a top four in England. Mm-hmm. Now, this team, if they can slowly start to produce the results in, in Germany, you can start to see them maybe slowly starting to invest more money, more uh, sorry, more attractive deals for players because you're going to be regularly playing tra- Champions League. So I'm not, I, I don't count them out as Bayern Munich is going to win this game easily as well. Um, a team like Leipzig, especially... Especially at home. Especially at home. So um, if I had to have a bit of a guess on that based on form, taking out the international break, I think you would pick Leipzig to take out this game. Yeah. Now, um, the, and yeah. correct me if you're if I'm wrong, Fats, but it sounded like you were almost comparing Leipzig to Arsenal. They're saying top four, so... Um. I was more <laughs> of a reference to the um, to finding that position that you do in in your league, sort of like uh, sort of like the Turkish league. You expect Galatasaray, Fenerbahce, Besiktas, but Başakşehir to sort of um, Başakşehir put would, their name up in that top four now. And I think that would be the best comparison. Başakşehir would be Leipzig. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find that position in the league where 
they can go, okay, our, our predominant goal is top four, nothing less. And what better season to do it in in a season we're talking about Dortmund and Bayern Munich not being as flashy as they used to be? Yeah, look, uh, on paper they are. Oh, on paper they Especially are, yeah. Especially Dortmund, but... Opening performances haven't showed, you know, that dominating force that they have been in, in past years. Exactly. Like, they have had a few high-scoring goals, but it doesn't seem like... They are the, the powerhouse that they thought that they would be this year. However, they come back later in the year or during the summer or, sorry, our winter and come out and absolutely splash the cash and try to push themselves back up. That's, that we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, for, for Leipzig, I think this is the best opportunity to open that gap between them and Bayern Munich. Um, Dortmund have a home game against Bayern Leverkusen. Now, again, international break. They did come off a, a, a big loss that some considered a bit embarrassing, especially for a team like Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Bayern Leverkusen isn't exactly a pushover, but you would expect Dortmund recovering from the international break to take out this game. Especially at home, yeah. Especially at home, you got the massive yellow wall that is one of the best atmospheres in Europe. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would have to pick Dortmund for that one. And I think Dortmund owe it to their fans after such a shocking loss and not the best start. Um, it's time to get back into it, put the show that they've got their heads in the game and, and take this one out. Yeah, they just need to rely on that speed that they have. They have such... they they got very agile players. you got Sancho, you got Royce, you got... Uh, the striker that they bought from Barcelona is Alcacaos. I apologise if I can't say his name, but he's he's hammering Alcaraz, the goals. yeah. Um, and... And Sancho didn't come off a bad international period either. So playing played awesome for England. Yeah. So I think I think Dortmund slowly. I reckon if they can start getting their form back, they're again back into the top two, top three. And that wraps up our Bundesliga. Yeah, simple and easy for the Bundesliga. Uh, Fats moving on to the uh, La Liga. Real Madrid opening up on Saturday night for us at nine PM against Levante. Um, Levante have had a good start. What do you think of this game? Now Madrid is in a, is in a bit of a uh, I reckon a bit of a small pickle at the moment. Now, if we look at their previous meetings, Real Madrid haven't beaten Levante in their last four four meetings. Wow. So I don't know if this is a bogey team or anything like that, but it seems that they're, they're struggling. They're struggling with these types of teams, especially when their form is on the low. Now. If we look at the last four games that they had in the is a three or four three games, games actually yep. in the La Liga, it seems that the player that Zidane hated the most has stepped up. It's Gareth Bale. Yeah. Now, but Gareth Bale scored two goals, and got the point, and got <laughs> and himself, got sent and off. he got sent off. So you got no Gareth Bale for this game. So I don't know if Real Madrid is going to be in the position that they can they have someone to rely on. To mm. get this game now, whether the international break works in their favor or not, I think Real Madrid could be in for a for for a, a bit of a shock here. Yeah, um, they also have like considerable amount of injuries at the moment. I, I believe Luka Modric is out now. You have Eden Hazard still out. I think you have a bigger liability if you have Courtois in goals. That's nothing salty, especially from a Chelsea supporter. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think. I think the creativity has left with Luka Modric leaving. I think the the from a support perspective, relying on someone like Gareth Bale showed showed Zidane that he's in all sorts of trouble at the moment, and they haven't exactly gotten off to the best starts for what a Real Madrid team would get off to. You mean like I think during the Jose Mourinho period, or even just when Ronaldo was there, 
you would look at this game and go, okay, maybe if he was on now, they could walk away with a 2-0 or a 2-1 or a 3-1 victory all because of one player. But it seems like every player that they're trying to rely on is not there anymore. Yeah, and um, look, Zidane was brought in because they were in a bit of a pickle. And if if they lose this game and draw it, do you think there's going to be extra pressure put on him? I don't think so because, look, I think the real Real Madrid supporters would understand that a team like Real Madrid is currently going through a problem, which is injuries. Mm-hmm. Now, if if they had a full team and they were performing like this, you can say, okay, maybe Zidane's head will slowly start to be on the chopping board because even in the Champions League, they do have PSG. Now, PSG are slowly starting to find their own form as well. They've managed to keep a hold on Neymar, whether that works in their favour or not, not too sure, but... Real Madrid at the moment, I don't think they can afford any more slip-ups from a from a league perspective because Zidane has won the Champions League three times in a row and I think that's a bit more expected of them to win, especially to get out of the group stage, which they most likely will. But when they start to verse teams as... Sorry, I should start that again. If they finish second in that group, then what happens? They because go up against the, that's the top of the table of another group. Exactly, and... The teams in the Champions League is not a, a pushover anymore because you have the likes of coming against possibly Liverpool, who might top their group, Manchester City, who might top their group. So, And that won't work in their favour if you're fourth, fifth in La Liga. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, um, it's going to be a funny one, this one, because, again, like you just said, is, is, his, head on the, is his head on like the chopping board? I think... It will slowly start to pe- put people in doubt whether Zidane is the man for this job. I think even the players, I mean, if, if they go down, l- lose this game or draw, or lose, drop points here, I think it's going to start playing with their heads a little bit. And, you know, they've got so many injuries when the big part of the league hasn't even started yet. They're not even playing multiple games per week, you know, and hopefully they can hold it together during the Champions League and not get too many more injuries. They need to put aside their whole volatile support. That's what Real Madrid supporters have. The, the, the constant booing of players is not going to help them in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. You, you, they were booing Bale. Now, Bale's saving their ass. Mm-hmm. And I think if he does another slip-up, they're going to be booing him again. Now, is this, is this going to be bad for the players that are actually on the bench going, okay, as soon as I come back on, or sorry, from an injury list, as soon as I come back on, am I going to be booed for a bad performance when I haven't even found my form yet? Mm. So I think that might be lingering on their minds as well. Yeah, another team um, in La Liga who hasn't had the best start is Barcelona. They're playing against Valencia this weekend and not an easy game there either, Fats. Nah, not for not for Barcelona. They are still without Messi and I think that's a big factor for them. Now, we've we've touched on this on a few times here. Is Are we looking at the Barca without Messi? Mm. And I think a game like this... When Messi does show up, you they do walk away 4-1, 3-1, but dominant victories over Valencia. And it seems like as soon as you take out the maestro himself, it looks like Valencia goes, okay, we have a shot now. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as soon we're, we're going to take advantage of this. So I think, I think both Barca and Real, they're going to be heavily tested now because full of superstars but these superstars are on international breaks yeah and they're not going to come back rested no they're going to go straight back into it so 
where if, if there's any upsets in the La Liga for these two teams, I would not be surprised if that's this weekend. Yeah, um, a team that I don't expect any surprises from is Atletico Madrid, now three from three in their opening fixtures. They're in good form and um, they're looking good, Fats. Yeah, Atletico Madrid, they did, they bought very well in the summer. The Felix is starting to find his ground. He did score his first La Liga goal. It seems like the team is gelling and even in times of situ- uh, situation where they were down 2-0, they managed to to work as a team rather than put their heads down. The, the, the supporters got behind their backs. They managed to push through and go, okay, we have a job to do. Let's do it. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like any of the major teams at the moment, such as Madrid and Barca, have that type of attitude. Yep. So, look, they're away to Real Sociedad. I think you would expect Atletico to win. Yep. But... Again, this international break is a it's a bit of a curse for some teams. It, it can be a massive drawback if um, if the players come back tired, if the players come back with a, a lingering issue. So, look, I would expect Atletico to to win that game, but like I said, anything can happen. Let's get your tips, Atletico to win. Uh, considering the way Real, Real Sociedad started this season, thirteenth uh, on the ladder, I th- I'm going to tip Atletico for it. Barcelona to win. I'm going to say draw. Ooh. What about uh, Madrid? Draw there too. Oh, wow. Well. Um, I'm going to go with Madrid drawing. I think Barcelona will win at home. And I would say uh, Atletico Madrid to win as well. Let's see how that all turns out. Yeah, let's move on to the Turkish League. Yeah, now the Turkish League is kicking off for us. 3.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. Our team kicking it off. Galatasaray yeah. versus Kasım Pasha. Yeah. Now, Falcao, he's signed, he's done. Do you reckon he'll be in the starting eleven? Uh, I would assume so. I mean, there's been talks on social media about getting the crowd in. They obviously had 25,000, 30,000 people to see the signing. Um, I think Fatih Tedim has a big obligation to the fans to put him on the field. Whether he'll start 11, I don't know. But not starting him, I don't see who would replace him. I mean, who do you put in the front? Maybe Babel to start as striker. Um, well, Babel did have a blinder for Netherlands. So. Yeah, that's right. And um, I just saw today on social media that he was voted... Um, the player to make the most impact for his... Like, the new signed player to make the most impact in the Champions League was voted as Ryan Barbel. Okay. So um, maybe you'll play him up front, maybe bring Falcao into the game, I don't know, 60th minute, 70th minute, whatever. But it would be great to see him start. I want to see some of these other midfielders come in from the EPL starting as well. Um, I've been highly critical of how bad the midfield has been for Galatasaray. Um, not the best start for them as well. But we talk about the international break and um, some people have been criticising Galatasaray because they haven't had anyone in the Turkish national team. So I don't think they have the tiredness of the players or the little niggles that players might have from the international break because they didn't have anyone playing for the Turkish team at least. Um, there were other internationals, but compared to other teams, I think a lot less. So... I think Galatasaray should take this out comfortably. I mean, Kasim Pasha's now got Koresma, um, so he could be a little bit of a threat for them, but it should be a win, I think, at home. Do you think if Falcao does start or plays a reasonable amount of time and doesn't score, that it should be something that something to worry about? No, I mean... He didn't play the last three games for Monaco, as far as I know, so he hasn't had much game time. Um, look... 
his his class, his ability sh- can't be questioned. He's he's a fantastic player. And I saw some clips of him at training, scoring some amazing goals. I mean, it's only a training match, but you can see that his 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 mind's in the game. He wants to score go- goals. He wants to do well. So, um, look personally as a fan, I wouldn't get behind him after the first game. Two, three games in, if he's not doing anything. I mean, goal's not everything. If he's setting up, if he's assisting, it's still good as well. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be behind getting on top of him for the first couple of games. <laughs> You're already turning on him. <laughs> um, um, what? So you, you reckon Garcia will take that easy? I think so. I think a comfortable, at least two or three nil, I think. All right. So Garcia to win that game. Oh, look, I'm going to, I've got to support my team on this one, Garcia to take it out. And just for shits and gigs, I'll say take it out easy. Yeah, well, Garcia hasn't lost at home for the last two seasons. So um, it's either going to be a draw or a win, you would see, say on paper. Whether Custom Pusher comes and upsets that two-season record, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely will. Um, Istanbul Başakşehir has Sivas Sport here. Now, look, Sivas Sport have started reasonably well in this in this season. Um, Istanbul Başakşehir have lost some players. I mean, they've lost... Um, a few of their midfield. Obviously, they lost Emre Belezolo, so they're not as strong as they were last season. Um, anything could happen here. Look, when you talk about Istanbul Başakşehir as well, it's the lack of supporters. I mean, when you look in the grandstands, the massive stadium, there's like 100 people sitting there. So a home game, is it really a home game for them? I mean, you, the only thing you don't have is the, the fatigue of travel, I guess. Um, so I would say on paper... Oh, actually, I'm going to say this game's a draw, Fats. Going with the draw with that one? Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll probably agree with you. Um, we've touched base on this, that Basakshir has lost a few of their main players that did drive them up into the top four last year. Um, now, losing those players, I don't think that they've replaced them very well. No. So I'm going to lean with you on a draw on that one. Um, Besiktas away to Ghazi Sheer. Uh, I've been critical of Besiktas from the start of the season. I don't think good transfers were made. Um, I don't know how well Abdullah Avja has taken over from Shenor Gunesh from last season. Uh, I feel like they're lacking some creativity. Uh, but in saying that, Ghazi Sheer is a newly promoted team. Uh, Besiktas should, should take this, I think, on paper. Yeah, I'm going to lean with that one with Besiktas taking this out, only because they did get off to a bit of a slump. In the first round, they lost to Sivas Sport heavily, and I sort of feel like that put their head back into space, uh, into the spot that he needed to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since then, they haven't lost. They've got a, a few wins and a few draws, but I think Besiktas, after the international break, they should be able to take that. Whether it be easy or not, I don't. I, I don't think it'll be easy actually. Th- yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but be, I think yeah, maybe Beşiktaş a bit sluggish as well. Yep. So, but yeah, I think um, Besiktas might be able to take this one out. Um, now there's a there's actually a pretty big game on for, regarding Turkish league stands. You got the leaders versus Fenerbahce, Alanya Sport versus Fenerbahce. Yes, yeah, surprise leaders there, Fats. Um, I don't think anybody expected Alanya to come out and win three from three. Uh, they're the only team that has done it. Um, and closest behind them is is Fenerbahce. So first versus second. Uh, look, Fenerbahce has got a fantastic team this year. They've made some great signings, um, most of them coming from the league itself. So these players are going to need minimal um, adaptation time. You've got Vedat Murici, who got an assist in the international break and a goal. So his class is showing. Um, I think this is 
This is where Fenerbahce takes the um, the lead in the champions uh, championship. You reckon? You reckon Fenerbahce is going to exploit Alanya Sport? Um, I think they'll. I think they'll take this game. I mean, Alanya Sport. They haven't really come up against re- really hard opponents. I mean, great for them. They've won three from three. But um, this is going to be the one that tests them. Look, I think if Alanya Sport gets a draw out of this game, they're going to be cheering. Fenerbahce is a very strong side this year. You know, I'm going to be a bit of an opposite to you on this one. I reckon Alanya Sports take the win out. Oh, wow. Look, as a Galatasaray supporter, could I hope for anything better? No. Oh, look, that, that's not even on the basis of of them being, of, sorry, of me being a Galatasaray supporter. It's more on the basis of Alanya Sport. Now, they've played two away and one at home. Now, the away games is usually the ones that Alanya Sport loses, that, yeah. they, that they struggle with. Mm-hmm. But it seems like... They're, they're scraping those out, and then as soon as they come to their home stadium, they walk away with, I believe it was a 4-1 victory yeah, I mean, over Kassam Pasha. Yeah, they've, they've, they've scored eight goals this season. They've only conceded three. Exactly. So I, I think at their home ground, I'm going to say with Fenerbahce travelling, also with the international break, which some players for Fenerbahce will be affected by, um, and Alanya Sport having a full squad, I'm going to go for Alanya Sport on this one. Wow. Look... You're right. It, it doesn't get much closer in statistics. You're talking nine points, seven points, eight goals scored for both teams. Um, Alanya Sport have conceded three. Fenerbahce only conceded two. And you got to understand that Fenerbahce has played a derby. They've played Trabzon Sport. So um, this will be a cracker of a game. Yeah. And like I said before, as a Garcia Sport, you can't hope for anything more than a Fenerbahce loss here. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, before we get on to the... To the English Premier League, we'd just like to remind some of the Australian viewers that the Hyundai A-League will actually be back on the 11th of October. Yeah. Now, we will be covering that as the as the games get closer, maybe um, start to look at more of the, the teams that have been transferred, the new teams that have arrived into the league uh, closer to date. But yeah, we'll just give you a friendly reminder that is, that is on the 11th of October. Yeah. Um, hoping to get out to some of the games and Definitely. maybe speak to some of the fans as well about that. Yeah, so look out for us if you're, especially in Sydney, I mean, we won't be travelling very far in the first, you know, um, part of the, the competition. But in the Sydney games, have a look out for us. We'll be out there getting um, the viewpoints of the vans, fans and their opinions. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully looking forward to that one and hopefully bring the A-League up slowly as we're progressing. It's been only, what, 11, 12 years since this league has started. So hopefully to get some insight into that as the season goes along. Yeah, I'm excited. To be honest, I haven't followed the A-League very closely in the last couple of seasons, but here's an opportunity to, to get close and personal with it. Exactly right. Now let's move on to the Premier League. Now the first game is the European champions themselves starting away, uh, starting at home. Sorry, against Newcastle. Now that's a nine thirty p.m. kickoff for us, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now Liverpool, European champions, home game, back from the international break. You think that this is an easy win for them, don't you? On paper, it looks like a comfortable win, doesn't it? Um, especially with the statistics. Now Liverpool are unbeaten in the last twenty three league games at home against Newcastle. Big stat. Big stat. And also, we've got to keep in mind that they actually haven't lost at home for nearly one and a half years, Liverpool. Exactly. So, um, and and considering Newcastle haven't had the best of starts as well, um, I mean, they've upset some big teams, but whether they can do it against New, uh, against Liverpool, I don't think they can. Liverpool's just been too strong. Look, I don't know if this is me being biased, but I don't think Liverpool's been challenged yet this season. Um, they've won quite comfortably against most games. Um, look, out of the the games that they've 
the, the 23 um, league games that I talked about, Liverpool have won 19 of them and drawn four, and 12 of those games have been clean sheets. So if Liverpool can hold on to these clean sheets and score the way that they have been scoring, then I think the comfortable win for them is inevitable. Oh, look, I think a comfortable win is exactly what Liverpool's going for at the moment. Now, we also need to keep this in mind that a team like Liverpool is in the Champions League. Now, we do have Champions League that's coming up now. So the next couple of fixtures for Liverpool is going to be really heavy. you got Newcastle at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you're away to Napoli. Mm-hmm. And then you're away to Chelsea. Now, whether that's going to be a big game for Liverpool and Chelsea, we saw it in the European Super Cup. Now, we've said that... Sorry, you said that Liverpool haven't been challenged. I think the biggest challenge did come from Chelsea themselves yeah. away. Yes, definitely. So Definitely. I think it's going to be a, a big three points for Liverpool if they can get the win at Newcastle, which I am expecting them to get it. Yeah. Now they are an, um they are a major squad. Whether they rest any players early on because they're going to travel away to Napoli, I think I think that's what Klopp will probably have in mind slowly. Um, but a three points here, I I don't think you sh- you'd have to be a pretty ballsy guy to bet against Liverpool in this game. Yeah, um, look, even with the resting of players, I think it's it's very early on in the season. Players, I know we talk about them being but being tired and stuff, but like you said a couple of weeks ago, I think, Fats, you said these guys are professional players. This is what they get paid to do. So considering what happened in the Premier League last season with Liverpool dropping a lot of points in the second half, I think Klopp's going to try and rack up as many points as he can on his opponents when they're not at their best. So... Um, I don't think he'll rest too many players. I don't think he's he's going to want to um, change too much in this game. And I think he'll just play what he's been playing. Yeah, and um, just to finish off that game, here's just another in- interesting fact about Newcastle United. Now, Newcastle United have not won against any of the teams for the last 27 games that have been leading in the Premier League. Oh, wow. And that goes as far back as 1972. So it, it makes sense that the odds of Newcastle winning yeah. this game is $18. Look, they, you they, know. they can break a lot of records here <laughs> if they um, if they manage to get the win, especially with that vibrant um, Anfield crowd. Um, but yeah, I think all signs are up, up towards Liverpool getting the three points here. Yeah. Um, the second game, well, it's, it's on with a lot of games. Sunday midnight, We've got Man United playing Leicester, and Leicester have been playing well. Man United haven't been playing too well. What do you think, Fats? No, I think this is the this is the big game. I reckon this is the game of the the round at the moment. Now, Leicester City are, are proving not the weak side that they were last year. Now, a few teams did run over them, but it seems like they've sort of gelled, sort of replaced what they've needed. They've um. They've replaced Harry Maguire well with Soyuncu, which we've mentioned that I think he made all three of our team of the uh, team of the season at the moment list. Yep. So um, now whether Harry Maguire is going to come up and perform like he does for Manchester United at the moment, which hasn't been the greatest. Now at Old Trafford, Crystal Palace walked away with a victory, but Crystal Palace got lucky. Now Leicester City, they don't play for lucky at the moment. You've got a you've got Vardy who's putting it into the net. Mm-hmm. And you've got a more solid defense for Leicester City. So, uh, look, I, I reckon Leicester's going to upset the Manchester United crowd here at yeah. Old Trafford. What, what was the statistic you were talking about, Fats, about Vardy? Vardy has scored a goal against Manchester United every year since 2014. Wow. Now, that includes 
when they got promoted to the league, he scored then the Premiership winning league. So, and I, I, I the way he's scoring at the moment, I don't see him not scoring at Old Trafford. Yeah, you know, he knows Harry Maguire in and out. He's not <laughs> the slowest person in the world. He's a, a very, very good runner, especially a massive speedster. Yeah, so he knows how to get between the lines. De Gea is not the greatest keeper at the moment. So I think I think all signs are pointing towards Vardy, Vardy continuing that streak. Yeah, look, he, he might have scored, but um, Leicester hasn't won. They've only won one of the last 20 games against Man United. So if we're talking statistics here, it's a little bit more mixed up than the Liverpool game was um, against Newcastle. Um, whether Vardy's goals are enough, whether he scores and his goals are enough against uh, Man United. But... Man United has also had the worst start in 27 years to a season. So um, I think you tipped Leicester to win this one, Fats. I've got Leicester to win this game. And I I feel like it's going to bring a massive reality check to Solskjaer. Now, we've stated that Man United haven't gotten off to the best of starts. But um, I, I just can't see United playing good football and beating Leicester City. Yeah. So... Look, I think Leicester's a more a more gelled up team, a more a team with a lot more support within themselves rather than Manchester United putting their heads down and not working towards a team effort. Goals especially. Team effort chances, team effort goals. It doesn't sound like United at the moment. So I'm gonna I've I've gone with Leicester this one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go against you. I went with Man United. I wanna see Daniel James starts start fats. Um, I talked about his statistics when I put him into my team of the season so far. Um, coming on three times and scoring three goals. Let's give this young kid a chance. Um, I think I think Man United has to start showing that they are the powerhouse that they always were. And what better game than to do it against Leicester at home? Oh, look, they have they have a lot to prove, Man United. Um, they've done very good investments, or. Half and half at the moment, considering Harry Maguire's form at the moment. So I think Manchester United have a lot of work to do. Getting three points here, I think, is a massive push. Considering where considering where and how Leicester is performing in the Premier League at the moment, if Manchester United do walk away with the win here, Solskjaer would, would probably look on the up and up, especially with Europa League starting as well. Yeah, another team that needs to do a lot of work um, is Tottenham Fats, and they're playing at home against Crystal Palace. Now, Crystal Palace, I sort of consider them as the the legend killers at the moment. Now, it seems that away games, they perform a lot better than their home games. Now, they beat Manchester United away. They have previously beaten Liverpool away. They have previously beaten Manchester City away. They've, they've done the numerous times against Chelsea as well, so... Adding Tottenham to the list, I, I've tipped Crystal Palace to take out this game. Wow, interesting. Um, now, I've got this. Sorry, Fats. No, I've, sorry. I've got um, Tottenham to take out this game. Um, and I think you tipped them on our Instagram page as well as Tottenham taking it out, but um, seems like a change of heart for you. No, I've got I've got Crystal Palace. No, actually, yeah, I did tip, tip Tottenham on the on the Instagram page, but I'm. I'm slowly starting to lean towards Crystal Palace. Like, with Tottenham, do they recover from their problems? Yeah. You know, they, they haven't exactly come up and said, okay, we've rested these players, we've done this. But you're coming off an international break where the majority of these players ended up playing. Yeah. Now, you're coming home, but I'm, I'm, I am leaning towards Crystal Palace now. Um, 
See, for me, it was Ericsson coming back last game. We saw the impact that he had on the game. Um, I think with Ericsson back, I'm expecting to see a stronger Tottenham. So I've, I've tipped Tottenham to win this game. We're going to have to wait and see as a Chelsea supporter. Go Crystal Palace. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and to be honest, if Tottenham do lose this, I think they're in a world of hurt. Yeah. I think the doubts in Pochettino's mind will start to kick in here. Well, you can't go from a season like last season and then back it up with a season like now where you've gone semi-finals, Champions League, um, you were, you know, top four, whatever, in, in, in the EPL and then not starting so great. So definitely there's going to be some questions asked. Yeah, exactly right. Um, next up is my team, uh, Chelsea. They're away at Wolves. Now, this was a hard pick, Fats. Oh, look, I've got to back my team at the end of the day. But um, if I have to look at the facts and look at the problems that my team's currently going through, um, Wolves isn't exactly the team that I thought they would be. No. Either they haven't gelled yet or they haven't they haven't gotten to where they have to be yet. Um, but they, they aren't performing like that fluid, um, monstrosity team that they were at home. Mm-hmm. Now, we are... We are away at Wolves, so I've gone with the Chelsea win here, only to for the players to bounce back from the international break. Now, majority of these players, they were in the English squad, Tammy Abraham, Mount. They were all slowly working towards maybe first-team football, maybe in the next year or so within the England squad, but I think Southgate can see that there is talent there. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to use that as a bit of a boost and maybe walk away with the win here. Yeah, see, the problem with me was... Wolves, this high expectation I set for them, as, as you said, they haven't met that expectation. On paper, I kept saying draw, no Chelsea to win, no draw, no Chelsea to win. Um, but in the end, I chose Chelsea to win only because before the international break, they seemed to, to gather a little bit. Tammy Abraham scoring goals. Um, I had Mount, um, obviously, in my team of the season because I was impressed with what he's doing as a youngster. Uh, I don't think it will be an easy game. Look, this could be the game that Wolves start to make a statement as well in the league, but um, I've tipped Chelsea to win this one. Oh, look, especially if Kante makes his return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Lampard and Deschamps, they did a really good job with not picking Kante for the last game that Chelsea played and also for the French national squad. Now, that, that gave him a bit of time, so hopefully he does make his way back. I think with him coming back, he'll dictate the midfield like he always does Yep, and give Abraham and Mount and maybe a bit more solidified the attack as well. And pull some pressure off as well of exactly a lot of those right. players. So they're, they're, they're going to feel a lot more comfortable moving forward without having to think about coming back because you've got a wall of a, of a player there. I think you've got the wall that Trump wants to build there. <laughs> um, now moving on to Norwich Man City. Now, if you asked me this last year, I'd say Man City probably 8-0, 7-0. Mm. But... It seems like Norwich is doing something that some of the smaller teams or some of the big teams aren't even doing, which is they've built a team. That's right. And they've got a they've got a striker and they're getting the job done. Yeah. Now, is it flashy football? No, but they, like you said, they're getting the job done. It, it sort of reminds me of the Burnley that it was a couple of years back, which mm. was let's be powerhouses. We don't have we don't have to worry about the pressure of versing these big teams and trying to play them off the field. Let's play our own football and let's get the win. Now, they did lose to Chelsea away, which is, and I would say Chelsea are miles away from Man City at the moment. But again, I reckon this international break is just taking a hit on some of the players, not resting. Um, Kevin De Bruyne absolutely on fire for Belgium. 
whether he brings that form to Norwich, whether Pukki continues to keep scoring. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see, but I don't think uh, it would have to take a lot to happen for someone to back Norwich to beat Man City at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I think all three of us tipped Man City. Um, I'm going to say, you know, not too many times Man City um, have looked like they're troubled this season. I don't think this game is going to trouble them either, Fats. I see a clean sheet, to be honest. Um, as much as I want Pookie to score, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, if I was to predict scores, I would say 2 or 3 nil. You reckon Pookie will score? No, I don't think Pookie's going to score. I mean, he, he's just come off an international you know, period. He played in both games as far as I'm aware, so, um, so it might po- be getting so to him. So the Pookie rollercoaster comes to an end for you? <laughs> Look, no, I think he's a fantastic player. He's done great, awesome start to the season, but... Um, whether he can back that up after playing international football, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm t- I've, I've, I've got Man City easy, I reckon. Yeah. So we'll lean towards that result. And just covering up the last of the pretty much big six teams, um, Arsenal away at Watford. Now, Arsenal, they've got the transfers right, in my opinion. Okay. I, I, I think they do still need maybe one more, one more centre-back. Maybe a, maybe a, like a Van Dyke like type of player. I think that's what Unai Emery's missing there. Mm. David Luiz is not that answer, and I'm not saying <laughs> I that. Saw I'm that not, coming. I'm not saying that as a as a Chelsea fan. I'm saying that as someone that watches football. Okay, now David Luiz he got caught out so many times against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that was the Luiz that I was saying earlier before the even season started. That was. This is the Louise you're worried about. Mm-hmm. He can he can out muscle and outplay certain players that play for Burnley, but when it comes to teams such as the big teams, Louise goes missing, and sometimes he does come up with that rare rare performance where it's like, wow, this guy's an amazing player. But now Watford is 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 going through a, such a critical time at the moment. They just changed managers during the international break. They got the old manager back. They, they, apparently, there's a there's a rumor going around that they're going to change their logo for the team and that they've made some suggestions to the fans. Now, this is like a complete restructure. They might as well just change the change the jerseys, change the players, change everything all at the same time because it looks like that's the direction that they're going for because you went through the summer, you're four rounds in, you, you changed managers, the other manager just bought players or just started to go, okay, this is what I need for my team. And now you've got another guy that's coming in that, that's just going to put more doubt into the player's mind. Now, this could work 50-50 because we've seen it before where a new manager comes in and then... Motivation's up. Motivation's up. Form goes up. Everything goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a bad time maybe against Arsenal? I don't think so because they're not at their greatest form, Arsenal. Yes, they're... They're putting away the smaller teams, but I think with the with the changes that Watford's done, I think we're going to see that form here, where they're going to the players are going to start to play for this manager and go, okay, we need to start performing as of now. So look, keeping that in mind, I I, I just I can't not tip Arsenal for this game. Yeah, same. Um, statistics are against Watford as well. They've lost their last five of the six Premier League home games against Arsenal. So Arsenal seems to perform when they go there. Um, 
Yeah, especially with all that background drama. As you said, sometimes it works for works well, but if you've gone to the extent of changing logos, that means there's some real internal stuff going on. So look um, at the end of that. That was a rumor, but if that's happening mid-season, yeah, you think that there's 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 something wrong here. Yep, definitely. So I, I I've tipped Arsenal. I think a comfortable win for them, to be honest. Yeah, look, I'm, I reckon a I reckon comfortable as well. That Watford just just lingering at the bottom of the ladder yeah so we're gonna have to wait and see how they go and that just sums up the the top six teams now the rest of the fixtures we got sheffield united host uh, sorry yeah hosting southampton uh we got brighton versus burnley we've got bournemouth versus everton and to wrap up the round you got aston villa hosting west ham now let's just go straight into our predictions here for the whole round nims yeah. Um, now we touch base on a few of the teams, but let's just give it a a quick spell. Now I'll start off with mine if you'd like. Sure. Now Newcastle, Liverpool. I've gone Liverpool. Uh, Man United, Leicester. I'm disagreeing with you again, Nims. I'm gone Leicester on this one. Uh, Sheffield and Southampton. I've gone with draw here. I think both teams will. I, f- I have a feeling this will finish one all. Um, Brighton and Burnley. I've gone with Brighton on this one. I think that they got a bit unlucky last game and. I think with Burnley, not not as strong defensively as they once were, and Brighton playing a bit more a bit more better football. I'm going with Brighton, uh, Chelsea to beat Wolves. Um, I'm having a late change here. Tottenham v Crystal Palace. I've gone with Crystal Palace. Uh, Norwich Man City can't, cannot not back the Premier League champions. Uh, I've gone with Man City. Bournemouth versus Everton. I've gone with a draw here. Watford and Arsenal. Going with Arsenal on this one and Aston Villa and West Ham. I've picked Aston Villa. How about you, Nims? Uh, Newcastle against Liverpool. I've gone Liverpool. Man United against Leicester. As I said earlier, I've gone with Man United. Sheffield and Southampton. I'm going to go with Sheffield. Um, newly promoted, but they haven't had the worst of starts. Southampton hasn't been the greatest, so I think Sheffield will take it out. Brighton and Burnley. I've gone with a draw. Wolves and Chelsea. This was a hard one, as I said. I've put draw there, but I've gone with Chelsea. Tottenham and Crystal, pa- Crystal Palace. I've gone with Tottenham. Norwich and Man City. I've gone Man City. Bournemouth, Everton. I have actually picked Everton, and I'm the only one that has. It's starting to make me doubt my pick there, but I don't want to go against Everton again. It's hurt me <laughs> this season already. Watford against Arsenal. I've gone with Arsenal. And Villa against West Ham. I have chosen Villa. Bit of similarities, but a few changes as well. Um, do you want to read out Ohms's prints? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ohms has picked Liverpool to beat Newcastle. He's beat. He's chosen Leicester to beat Man United. He's gone with Sheffield over Southampton. He said Brighton and Burnley will be a draw. Wolves versus Chelsea. He's gone with Chelsea. Tottenham and Crystal Palace. He's gone Tottenham. Norwich and Man City. He's gone Man City. Bournemouth and Everton. He's gone a draw. Watford and Arsenal. He's chosen Watford. And Villa against West Ham, he's gone with West Ham. Anything that sticks out for you from his ones? Uh, I think that Watford does. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Um, now, we touch base on this regarding form. So, is he looking for a form-based performance, a new manager and all for Watford? I don't know. I don't know if um, Ohms has gone too, um, too uh, competitive and he wants to get those points that we miss out on. I don't know, but it, he could have gone with the form um, of Watford and he's maybe hoping for that new manager to to blast forward. All the other ones were pretty similar with Ohms except um, me going against him with Leicester. So 
all our ones seem to be pretty similar. And we're going to have to wait till the Villa West Ham game is done to see how our predictions have gone. Yeah, I'm excited, Fats. It's yeah, uh, it's always exciting, especially Premier League. Uh, the times are perfect for the Australian viewers. Nine thirty kickoff games, especially games like Liverpool West. Uh, sorry, Liverpool Newcastle. Yeah, so, midnight games aren't too bad as well on a Saturday night. So it's it's a lot better than the eleven thirty p.m. first game kickoff. So <laughs> we'll we'll cherish it as much as we can at the moment. Yeah, and um, looking forward to the Champions League starting as well this week. So should be fun. Yeah, so that's a wrap from us. That is. That's the end of episode nine. And thank you very much, guys, for your um, support. We are getting comments on Instagram. It makes us happy. We want to respond to you. We want to know what you guys think. That's why we pose those questions there. So if you guys have any questions, any comments, um, please hit us up on our Instagram or our Facebook pages. Our YouTube channel is also there. Uh, until next time, guys, stay offside. It's been a pleasure talking football with you, Fats. Yeah, it's always a pleasure with you, Nims. Uh, Till next time. Thank you very much for listening.